0: up my friends welcome back to hold up let me explain it's me your friend your girl your big sister your thing that you like to listen to when you're stuck in traffic (laughs) it's me nicole your host and on today's episode i thought i would do something different and just instead of interviewing someone or sharing a story or a life lesson, I just give you a life update. And it's funny because when me and my friends link up and we talk about what's been going on in our lives, we tend to go into these like little tangents and like, just talk about everything to the point that when we're done hanging out, we realize like, oh shit, we never talked about this. We didn't get to talk about that because we got so caught up on talking about something different. And so for today's episode, I'm going to make sure that I give structure to the, sh- uh, to the episode. So I'm going to be breaking up the episode. Jesus, I've said that like five times um, into different segments. So I'm going to be talking about, well, giving you a life update on work, school, money, travel, boyfriend, and general questions. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Okay, so I'm going to start with work. So work's been great. So if you haven't caught on until now, I am a server at a restaurant in Disney. I won't disclose exactly what restaurant I work at. If you have happened to see me you can say hi to me. I won't be rude. I won't be weird. Uh, but I don't really like to say where I work just for like privacy reasons. Um, but I do work at Disney as a server and it's been great. It's been super busy. The clientele has been awesome. I've been noticing a lot of people visiting from like up north and a little bit on the west side um, places that well, Tennessee and Texas, I wouldn't really consider west side, but it's obviously not near Florida. So it's been really good. Um I only work 3 days a week. I work Friday through Sunday and the reason why that it's that way is because my job at the moment uh has the staff divided. So Monday through Thursday team A works and Friday through Sunday team B works. So I'm a part of team B. And that just means like for God for like God forbid somebody gets sick, um instead of having to shut the restaurant down, they'll just quarantine is on that specific team and the opposite team will then work the opposite days in case someone happens to get sick and they need a quarantine so um luckily that has not had to happen thank god we have not shut down since we reopened which has been a blessing um but other than that yeah so I'm a little limited on my work schedule but believe it or not it works perfectly um because you know I'm still in school and so I have four days off during the week, which is awesome because it allows me to not only focus on school, but to also have a social life. And so but that also means that working on the weekends mean I'm working back to back doubles. So it definitely feels exhausting um, by Sunday night, which could definitely be a challenge. But to be fair, I would not have it any other way. Uh, but work's been really good. Like I said, I'm super blessed. I feel grateful. I've been able to average more than I was able to before. I definitely think I work smarter now instead of harder. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been great. I love it. Now, moving on to school. So I just finished the semester and I passed with all A's. Yay. Yay so excited. So this was my second semester at Rollins College and for those who don't know Rollins College is a private college in Winter Park, Florida and I study business management and I really like the major that I'm in. I think all my classes are pretty interesting and it's kind of funny because uh, this semester I so okay so every semester I take I kind of assume what would be my most favorite class and what would be my least favorite class And last semester, so for fall, I remember my least favorite class ended up being the class I learned the most in, and I didn't like it because it was just so demanding. I truly think that my professor thought that his class was the only class his students took because the amount of classes he, or the amount of assignments he would assign us was ridiculous. It'd be like eight assignments due within a three-day span, and it wasn't like, multiple choice, you know, just check in here, check in there. No, it was like full-on worksheets that required full through answers, projects, assignments, presentations pre-recorded. It was fucking insane. But to be fair, I did learn the most in that class. So kind of going into the spring semester, I wasn't sure what to expect. I took three classes. I took Introduction to Business Management, Theater Administration, and, globe, or, and um, international global sports business. And I thought that I would not like the global sports class because I took it because it was a requirement. And also because I'm like, sports? Like, what the hell am I? Like, I don't care about sports. Like, I, I could appreciate it, you know, for like Super Bowl Sunday, you know, things like that. But for the most part, I don't care for it. So I didn't think I would like that class. And believe it or not, that was... My most favorite class eventually, and it was a class I learned the most in. Because you just learn like the business side of sports, which I thought was so interesting. Like, sports go beyond just the sport itself. Like, there's the business, the PR, the marketing, the scandal that goes on behind it, the players. Like, I read it, I saw so many documentaries that just blew my mind. And maybe I'll save that for a different episode, but I. Absolutely loved that class to the point that I even sent an email to my professor just thanking him for just being such a great teacher overall in the semester. But it was really cool. So yeah, school's awesome. Right now, I'm only taking three classes a semester, and I literally have it that way for two reasons. One, it's the <laughs> it's what my financial aid could cover. High. Um, private colleges are expensive. And also because um you know, I hadn't been in school for like five years almost, or maybe not five years, maybe shorter than that. But you know, I've always taken four classes a semester. And I just felt like, you know, it's been a long time. I don't want to overwhelm myself. And maybe three classes could be enough. And it is enough. So I'm really proud of myself. I passed this semester with all A's yay me so I'm really proud of myself and I'm excited I am taking a summer semester but I'm only taking one class because it's the class that I would have to pay out of pocket because my financial aid won't cover summer classes which is fine so I'm only taking one but then I'll be back at it for the fall for um three classes again. So I'm excited. I start the new semester in a week. So I'm definitely taking advantage of the next 4 days off I have before working my doubles straight through the weekend and starting up again on the 17th. So wish me luck. Now moving on to money. So right now money's been good. I because Um, work has been great. I've been able to save money and I'm really grateful for it. But the same way as I've been able to make money and save a little, I've also been spending a lot, bitch. Okay. This store has been around for a long time. Okay. So it's not like I discovered anything new, but now I understand the hype. Don't judge me. Let me explain. Lululemon guys, I know it's expensive. It's only what it is because of the hype and the name. You, I know there's girls that like and guys that swear by Fabletics. They swear by Athleta or Athleta. I don't know how to pronounce it. And just other like Gymshark and like other workout brands. Listen, I totally get it. But I was at the mall and I've always saw Lululemon and I try not to get hooked or get caught up on it. But I'm like, you know what? let me go in. Let me just, let me just see, like, let, like, let me just try on a pair. And I go in and this guy who was absolutely fabulous just came up to me and was like, yes, queen, let me help you. What size? I love it. Come with me. And he just guided me. And it was just, it wasn't so much of the hospitality in the store because listen, I know when people are just trying to do their job. And he even told me straight up, he's like, I don't get commission. So don't feel like I'm pressuring you. He's like, this is what I think is cute. This is what I think you'd like. Try it on. Let me know. But don't feel like if you walk out of the store with nothing, that doesn't affect me at all. Like we're good. You know, so the way he was with me was straight genuine. You know what I'm saying? Like just knowing that he doesn't get commission off of it made me feel like, oh, wow, like you're really looking me out right now. Um, but anyway, other than that, I tried on the fucking leggings and oh my God, I now get it i get it i get it so what did that mean i fucking shopped and <laughs> uh, so if you go on my instagram there's a picture of me kind of like kneeling down with my cardi b reebok sneakers and this uh brown tank top and i'm wearing like these kind of like this burnt orange joggers honey those are from lululemon they're fucking comfy oh my god they were so nice so expensive But I bought them, I wore them, I felt fabulous in them. They're super comfortable. Ended up buying a fanny pack, worked the weekend, went back to the store, not to the same one. There's another store actually in Disney Springs. So I went to that one, got myself some biker shorts and Hunter Green. They are absolutely comfortable, but honey, I've been shopping. I've been spending money and I need to calm the fuck down. <laughs> so money's been good, but I definitely been getting a little out of hand with the shopping. Um, but other than that, I've been saving up my money. So all good vibes, all good vibes. I don't want to believe that anybody is sending negative energies my way. I'm the type of person that like to work in silence. I don't really like to announce things like... When I was going to Aruba, like I definitely talked about it with the people I work with because those are the people that I talk to with the most. But I didn't say anything until I was there. And I typically tend to do that with a lot of things when I travel, when I have things going on in my life. You know, I definitely like made announcements for other things like the podcast um, and exciting things that, you know, whatever. But for the most part, I keep, I work in silence. But I am excited to say that I am saving up money to buy property. Now, buying property for me right now just means more of an investment. Whatever I buy into, I will definitely live in, but my goal is to eventually rent it out. So I'm excited. I'm looking into condos. I'm looking into houses. And my goal is by my birthday, which is in October, is to be holding the keys to my new property. I'm looking into different areas like I said I'm looking into areas that I will be comfortable living in because I will be living in this place however it won't be my forever home I know what I want my dream home to look like and it's going to be a while before I get it but I'm manifesting and I will get it. I will receive, I shall achieve. (laughs) Um, But right now I'm looking into either a condo or a three bedroom house. I'm looking into areas by Disney, by Universal, by SeaWorld because I want something that I could either rent to locals or rent as a vacation home or eventually Airbnb. Um, I'm just looking long-term to be honest, Uh, but it's both exciting and stressful. I'm not technically looking just yet, but i am approaching my goal. i will not say what my goal is. i don't want to tell you how much money i got. uh but i'm i'm close. i'm i'm pretty close and i'm excited. but yeah, i know right now the market's very competitive and it's kind of stressful just knowing that there's a lot of houses that are selling for more than it's worth and i think right now i need to be very st- what's the word? strategic about how i go about investing right now. So we'll see what that process will look like. I'll definitely keep you guys updated on that journey. But um, but yeah, as far as money goes, I'm saving. I'm excited. I'm trying to be smarter about my money now that I'm getting older. Um, But yeah, I'm excited. Let's see what happens. Now I'm going to transition over to travel. So you guys know I love to travel. If you go for like pretty far down onto my Instagram, you'll see that your girl's been places, been to places, and um, I feel very fortunate and blessed that I've been able to say so. But that's the thing about traveling; it's like this feeling that you just always want to chase, and I love that feeling. So even though I've been to so many places, I feel like it's never enough. I'm like, no, I got to go to another place and another place. There's some people that travel to a place and they're like, I'm good. I went to where I wanted to be at, and I'm set. For me, it's more like I do one thing and I'm like, I want to do more. And I want to do here. I want to go there. So when the pandemic hit, it was very frustrating. It was very shitty. Um, And then when things started to slowly reopen, me and my boyfriend were like, let's go. Like, we're leaving. We're not making excuses. We're going. We're heading out. And I remember we went to Nashville. After Nashville, we did Atlanta. After that, I went to Boston with him. And we did Salem. We hung out in the city of Boston, which is awesome. We went to New York for my birthday, which is where I'm from. So it's not like I went anywhere new, but it was nice going back after it being so long. I went to Arizona with my mom back in September. So that was really fun. So we definitely did a lot of like domestic traveling. Definitely want to go back to the West Coast. But with everything going on, it's just really tricky right now. Um, but for my boyfriend's birthday, we went to Aruba, which was amazing. And right when we were at the airport, like flying back, we were like, we need to plan the next trip. Like we were so excited. We had such a great time. We're like, we need to, we need to plan for another trip ASAP. So there's this website I search up and I need to find it. Let me see if I can Google it really fast. Cause I'm on my computer anyway. So let's look together. ASMR typing. What countries are open for American tourists? So, okay. So every time I, yeah, every time I Google that, um, uh, there's a website called travel.usnews.com and it's pretty legitimate and it's constantly being updated. Like every two days it's updated. And I searched up this website or yeah, this website. And I saw on the list that Greece was open bitch when i saw that i looked at my boyfriend and i was like babe we're going to greece like no excuses i don't want to wait like like because the thing is like last like i want to yeah it was last year yeah definitely last year um around this time me and my mom were gonna go to europe we were gonna do a europe trip and we were going to fly to london for three days go to Paris for three days, go to Italy for like four days and then do Spain for like three days. And it was going to be like this big European like adventure. It would have been my third time going her first time. And I was just so excited and so fucking frustrating. I lost so much money on my air flights. I don't even want to get into it. It's a long story. But we never got to go. And it was one of those things where it's like, you know, you just get so disappointed because you're like, you know, you always wait for the right time. You always procrastinate. You always think you have time for later. And then things like this happen unexpectedly. And then you realize like, damn, that's what I get for waiting too long or procrastinating. You know, luckily I've been blessed enough to be able to go to these places before my mom, it was very very disappointing. And I'm not going to lie. It was really emotional for us because it's like, damn, like, We were ready to go. We were so excited. It was all we ever talked about. And then this happened. And I don't want to sound selfish because obviously, you know, there's so many other things to be grateful for, like our health, our freedom, where we live, the fact that things are open and that we're safe. But still, you know, it's still really disappointing. So fast forwarding to now, knowing that there are certain countries in Europe that are starting to slowly reopen for Americans to travel to, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't want to make the same mistake again. Like, I want to go. So ever since we came back to Aruba, we were like set, we're going to Greece, we're going to Mykonos, we're going to Santorini, we're going to Ia, we're going to Fida, like we had a list of places that we were going to visit. And I think the more I seemed like adamant about purchasing the tickets, my boyfriend started to really like think too hard about it. And it's really frustrating because I am down to go to fucking Greece. Like I'm fucking down to go next week if I can. But my boyfriend's like, look, babe, they just opened the borders. You don't know what can happen. They can easily close it down just as fast. Let's give it a few months. You don't know what's happening right now. Like, God forbid we go out there and, you know, it shuts down and we're stuck. You know, right now the economy is really bad everywhere we like, you know, in other places because of the pandemic, you don't want to go there and become a target. So maybe it's just best if we give it some time, not saying we won't go ever, but maybe just right now, let's give it, let's give it a few months. All the points he said were legitimate, you know, but the fact that I was just so excited to go and to be shut down again. (sighs) Took a really long time for me to bounce back from. It was like I was mad at him, but I couldn't be mad at him. Because even when I tried to vent to my mom about it, she was like, honey, he has a point. And it's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I want to go to grace. <laughs> like, I just want to go so bad. um But, you know, it was one of those things that we really had to talk about. And I agreed. And I just had to kind of come back to earth and realize, like, you know, things are still bad. You know, just because places are starting to reopen doesn't mean they're getting any better. And I'm. I haven't gotten the vaccine yet. It's not required to go to Greece. I'm sorry. It's not required to be vaccinated in order to go to Greece. Um, having a negative PCR test is just enough. And to be honest with you guys, I'm not comfortable with taking the vaccine just yet. I'm still practicing you know, social distancing, wearing my mask, sanitizing, washing my hands, you know, like I'm still being very cautious when I travel. Everywhere I travel to, I am bringing Lysol with me, trust, Um, and no matter where I go, if it's required to take 5,000 COVID tests, I don't care, stick whatever Q-tips you need in my body to determine that I'm negative COVID, but when it comes to the vaccine, hope it doesn't become too controversial for you for you guys but i'm just i'm not comfortable with taking it so it's just one of those things where it's like don't worry just take the vaccine you'll be fine but it's just eh. if it means having to delay me going to mykonos then i'll fine i'll delay it but it's still kind of disappointing because i was really excited to go but it doesn't mean i'm not going to any other places so definitely want to go to tulu mexico that place has been calling my name. And I don't want to seem like, you know, like I'm jumping on every influencer's bandwagon, but I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know much about Tulum until I saw influencers going there. Amrezi for one of them. Um, She's the best. Oh my god. I didn't even guys tell you, but like when I was in Aruba, I got really drunk, obviously, if you saw my Snapchat, well, not Snapchat, but if you saw my Instagram stories, you saw that a bitch got super lit, and I, like, slid into Amrezi's DMs and was like, I love you, when are you posting a new video on YouTube, But the, well, I didn't say what the fuck, but I, like, talked to her in, like, Dominican slang, which is kind of embarrassing, because it's like, I don't even speak Spanish, but I'm half Dominican, and her man is Dominican, and, like, so, like, I know she has love for Dominicans because she's always, like, repping us in a way. She's from uh, Montenegro, but, like, she'd be repping DR. I love it. And so I, like, just slid into her DMs and she fucking responded. I'm like, okay, shit. And she, like, responded to me with love. And I was like, oh, my God, we're best friends. Like, duh. <laughs> but, yeah, but she's cool. Anyway, so I saw that she went there and I was like, bro, I want to go to Tulum, Mexico. Showed my man. He's about it. So... We may not go to Greece, but we're planning to go to Tulum, Mexico. So it should be lit. I'm excited. All right. So last update, me and my boyfriend. So me and my boyfriend, we've been at a good place. We've been together for four years and, you know, him and I, we go through our shit. You know, no relationship is perfect. I feel like that's always a disclaimer, Uh, but we've definitely come a long way and we're definitely at a great place and I love it. And I think that's all I really have to say about it. A lot of people question, you know, like, why don't you post him? Why don't you post pictures? And, you know, you've guys been together for so long, but I would have never known you were in a relationship. And I'm going to be very honest with you guys. When me and my boyfriend first started dating four years ago, there was a lot of drama that surrounded our relationship. I'm not going to get into it, but it was a lot. And I remember just being so excited about our relationship that I will post these very aesthetic picture, perfect pictures. Okay. We traveled right away. When him and I first got together, we were going to so many restaurants, you know, like he's very handsome. He's very tall. And, you know, I would always post like these very pretty aesthetic pictures, aesthetically pleasing pictures, if you will. And they would get tons of likes and, you know, but the truth was we were not at a good place, even though we were at the very beginning. And it was a big lesson that I learned. It's like, I would look at my Instagram profile and just see these gorgeous pictures him and I would take and we weren't happy. I hated the job I was at. I had all this drama with my friends. Him and I were fighting all the time. But on my Instagram, you just saw all these pretty pictures of us together and, you know, him and I have gone through our ups and downs. We've broken up in the past before. And I remember just deleting all of those pictures. And it just kind of brought me back to this place where it's like pictures don't mean anything. They don't determine how happy you are in a relationship. It doesn't mean, you know, like it's just it doesn't always mean everything. And because of that reason is why I don't feel the need to post pictures of us together. I'm not saying I won't ever post pictures of him on my Instagram. He's definitely been on my Instagram stories multiple times, but it's no longer a need for me. So I just decide that my Instagram, you know, account is mine. It's where I post content for my podcast, my blog, my brand, if you will, and just me. It's my fucking Instagram account. So it's just one of those things where like him and I are okay with it. You know, we don't feel this need to have to prove to one another, like, why don't you put me on your Instagram? Well, why don't you put me on your Instagram? You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, we're together, we're happy, and we don't need to prove that to anybody. And I'm okay with it. And if you were to go through my phone, you would definitely see nice pictures of us. Like when I had my apartment, there were pictures of us everywhere in my apartment. Same thing in his house. If you go to his house, there's pictures of us in his room, in his living room. So you come to our house and you'll see pictures of us. You just won't see it on our Instagram. That's all. Uh, But we're definitely at a great place. And I absolutely love where we are right now. And it's awesome. All right. So just to wrap up the episode, I'm going to answer some general questions. So I have posted this thing on my Instagram story on questions... I was just kind of like, ask me anything, Um, had a few good questions, um, but also made me realize that my social engagement needs to increase because out of all of the people that look at my shit, um, I want to say only probably like 1% actually asked me a question. So either people are just tapping through my shit (laughs) or they just don't care. The fuck? Ask me questions it's fine. So I'm going to answer some questions that um, some people have asked. I'm only I only chose like five um, because the other ones were just like sweet. And I was just like, girl, I love you. Goodbye. So um, but yeah, here we go. General questions. So the first one I have is How do you come up with new content every week? So before I started my podcast, when I decided that I knew I wanted to have one, I wrote on my notes in my phone a list of topics I knew that I wanted to talk about. And I knew that I wanted my podcast to be an open space. I knew that I wanted to share life experiences with my audience. I knew that I wanted to do storytelling. I knew that I wanted to interview people. And I also did my research. I listened to other podcasts to kind of get an idea of what people were talking about and what people cared to listen to. And I also paid attention to what I cared about listening to. Because There are things that I can easily talk about, but it doesn't necessarily mean that other people would care to listen to it. Um, And that's just how I base my content on. What people want to hear, what seems interesting to me, and what's funny. You know, the name of my podcast is Hold Up, Let Me Explain. And a lot of that is taking things out of context and giving myself the chance to explain them. So when I decided that I wanted to talk about my Vegas story, I knew better than to title that episode, my Vegas trip, because it's like, I don't care about your Vegas trip. But if I tell you, I almost got kidnapped in Vegas, you're going to be like, hold up, bitch. What? What do you mean you almost got kidnapped in Vegas? And then that's how I explain. So it's just one of those things that like, I really worked, I wouldn't say worked hard on, but I thought hard about. And that's just what I did. So I just wrote a list of different ideas that I had, you know, there are times where I'm like, I don't really want to talk about that today, or I don't really feel like getting into that, you know, so it does sometimes become a challenge. Um, But for the most part, I haven't run out of ideas, which is definitely a good sign. I'm excited to post content every week. Um, But that's just kind of how I do it. So the second question is, how do you find the strength to become vulnerable on your podcast? So I'm definitely very selective on the things that I share. Um, just like anyone else, we've all been through so many things. I'm sure everyone at some point has said, "Oh my god, I've been through so much, I could write a book." And it's true. You know, we're all human. We all go through our craziness, our our experiences. We all have crazy stories to tell. Um, and you know, there are some things that I'm definitely proud of. There are things that I'm not proud of. So, I definitely pick and choose what topics I'm willing to talk about. And, you know, all of my podcast episodes are pre-recorded. You know, so if there's ever a part where I become a little bit too vulnerable to my own liking, I know that I'm able to just edit it out. Now, so far, I haven't needed to do that. I know that on my episode, um, how I deal with imposter syndrome, I definitely got vulnerable in that episode. And even when I re-listened to it, I debated on editing some things out But then I just decided to leave it because it was genuine, it was organic, and I never want to portray myself to be something that I'm not, hence why I don't even try to post picture perfect pictures of me and my boyfriend because we're not picture perfect the moment could be perfect absolutely and that's what I would be capturing but I know that's not always the perspectives of other people who go on my profile because it's definitely not my perspective when I go on other people's accounts I'm not I'm gonna tell you right now there is no Instagram account out there that's going to convince me to believe that your life is perfect there I said it, fight me because it's true. Like I, at some point was so fucking obsessed with posting picture, perfect pictures at a time of my life when I was the most unhappiest when I was the unhappiest. And that's that. So When it comes to posting content of me becoming vulnerable, like I said, I'm very selective on what I share, but I also truly feel like I am doing justice to other people because the last thing I ever want is for someone to think that, oh, you know, this person has it together or this person, you know, has it figured out or this person must be so extremely happy because I can be happy, but it doesn't mean my life is perfect. And I think that people should be more honest about that. And at the end of the day, it's no one's business. You know what I'm saying? Like if I want to post, you know, perfect pictures, it's not my my responsibility on how you perceive that. That's on you. You know what I'm saying? Because all I'm doing is posting a picture. Um, And that's how I feel about posting content on my podcast. Like however you want to take my content is on you, not on me. Um, but when it comes to finding the strength, I just think about that on how honest I want to be to my audience. And with that being said, I'm just like, you know what, if I know this is going to help someone realize that not everything is what it seems and it's going to help them in the long run, then I've done my job on being on a platform like this. I hope that makes sense because I feel like I almost went on the tangent there, but that's just how I feel. So the next question is, what are you most proud of? Um, I think I'm most proud of the traveling that I've done. Um, all the places that I've traveled to, I'm really proud of. Um, I'm also proud of the summers I've had my niece. Um, I, When I lived by myself, I had my niece for the summer. It would have been the second time I had her for the summer. And I just feel really proud that I was able able to give her a fun summer even the first time I had her because the thing is I don't have I don't have a lot of experience with children um I didn't really grow up with younger siblings or younger cousins it was always either kids my same age or just being by myself really so whenever I would have the responsibility of like maybe babysitting a younger child I would always feel really kind of intimidated and like kind of nervous because I'm like, what the fuck do I do? I mean, obviously, the job is to keep them alive. But it's hard for me to connect to children sometimes. So having my niece that first summer was definitely a challenge, but I'm just so proud of myself on all the things I was able to do. Like I took her to the beach. I took her to Universal. I took her to Disney. I took her out to new places to eat. You know, she went to Dave and Buster's. At the time I was dating my boyfriend. um, I mean, the same one I have now. So he played a huge role on what we were able to do that summer. So she had a really fun summer. We made a scrapbook and Till this day, she tells me that she's always looking through it because it was, you know, a fun summer for her. And then the following summer, I had her, well, maybe not the following summer, but then I feel like the one after that, I had her again. And it was like the same thing. And I was able to take her back to school shopping and I bought her sneakers and new clothes. And I don't know, that was a really proud moment for me because it's something that I just felt like it was just instantly gratifying you know, being able to do that for my niece just felt really good. So I feel like all the places I've traveled to and the things I was able to give to my niece is something that I'm definitely most proud of. And I also hope she's proud of me too. I love her. What is your biggest fear? Hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a lot. I think my biggest fear is like drowning, like dying in pain. Um yeah. It's weird. Okay. I don't I don't want to get into that. Um okay, and then the last question is favorite books. Oh my god. Okay, cool. So, favorite book. Okay. I actually wrote down a list because um yeah, let's get into it. So, my favorite so my first favorite book is Verity by Colleen Hoover. Bitch. Let me tell you something. This book when I tell you this book had me hooked, I was hooked. Okay, to the point that I remember like me and my mom and my boyfriend decided to go to a wine bar and I was the first to arrive. And like even after they arrived and they were talking, I was still like reading the book under the table because I had to finish the chapter. And for a book to make me not want to drink wine and talk shit like says a lot about that book like that book fully controlled me that's how fucking good the book was the book is pretty much about this writer who like goes to this house in the middle of nowhere to continue writing a series for this author who right now is in a coma but has like this suspicious feeling that she's fucking faking it it's just weird it's just I don't want to give too much away I don't want to get into it it's too long bitch it's just a really good fucking book it's more of like a thriller suspense book with a lot of sex scenes so it's like kind of hot at the same time it's just it's a really good book just just read it uh second book i recommend is city of girls by elizabeth gilbert so if you've ever seen the movie eat pray love with julia roberts the movie that book is based on is the same writer so elizabeth gilbert wrote eat pray love uh the big the big something she wrote something else the big something who cares? But she also wrote a book called City of Girls. And it was the same thing. It was the first book I read in the beginning of quarantine. And that book truly had me escape. It takes place in the 40s in New York City. Super amazing. Beautifully written. So well. The book did so well that they're actually making a movie of it. I don't know when the movie's going to come out, but I used to follow Elizabeth Gilbert on Instagram. She made the announcement. It's fucking lit. I can't wait inferno by dan brown so the book angels versus demon the da vinci code that author that wrote those books that tom hanks done movies on yeah he wrote the book inferno and so the reason why i love this book and it's funny because i haven't even actually finished it but when i was studying abroad in florence italy is when this book came out so i just remember seeing like the marketing campaign for it, it was everywhere. It was on billboards. It was on buses. It was on every bookstore you would ever pass by. It was Dan Brown's Inferno posted everywhere you went. And what, and the reason why it was heavily marketed was because the book also took place in Florence. So I bought it. And I remember going to the bubbly garden, which is this garden In Florence which was actually by the apartment I lived in and me and my friend would go and I would read her this book and I just loved it because reading the book because it took place in Florence they would always mention certain areas and it's like we knew those areas because we were living in it like they they brought up the bubbly garden and it's just like oh my god we know exactly where these characters are in this garden because we are literally reading this book in this place in the same exact garden So there's definitely like an emotional attachment I have with the book. I never got to finish it, but I would say that would be one of my favorite books so far. And I am currently reading as of right now, The Carol Haunt by Darcy Coates. And this is actually a scary book. It's under horror. If you were to go to Barnes and Noble. And I've never read a horror book. I did attempt to read It by Stephen King but that book is long. No, ma'am. I can't. I just can't. And I think I've attempted to read Goosebumps, but that's like PG-13. doesn't really count. Um, but The Carol Haunt, I would say, is like officially my first horror book to read. And it's really good. It's really good. And it is kind of scary. And something I like to do, don't make fun of me but like when I'm in my room and I'm like reading my book I go on YouTube right and I'll put in um, music for like scary music for reading like something like that and then like if you go on YouTube so they'll have like three hours worth of like different kinds of music like if you wanted to listen to like you know, ambiance music or music for studying or music for relaxing or music for sleeping, you would find like these three hour like videos, right? Of like this music, they don't have lyrics. It's just like tunes and like melodies. Well, same concepts, but like scary. So like, it'll be like this very ominous, is that how you say it? Like ominous music. And I would like play that in the background and then read the book. So then I'm like feeling like I'm like almost reading and like hearing scary you know what i'm saying like it's a whole vibe yeah it sounds kind of corny but i really like doing that and then i get my glass of wine it's a whole it's a whole thing i love it it's like my it's like my way to unwind it's my favorite thing but yeah those are my favorite books and i think that's it (laughs) there goes an update um thank you so much for tuning in i love you guys Thank you so much for keeping up with me, for liking my pictures, for reaching out, for asking me questions, for subscribing, rating, leaving reviews. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And yeah, I love you guys and I'll see you next time.